Rockstar Podcast, episode 146. We talk about client reviews, handling client feedback, and working with clients when it comes to design and development and opinions. Hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Rockstar Podcast, episode... Oh, Mariano's on the phone. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, okay. It's episode 146. Uh, Mariano is on the phone. Uh, you okay there? Yeah, I'm okay. I was just okay. checking a message that came in before okay. the podcast. Uh, okay, so you brought your oatmeal and your nuts and stuff again? <laughs> <laughs> you look the same. Uh, Aggie, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, Lorenzo? You had a great week sleeping this week now, yes. right? Yes, you have. You're all peppy now. <laughs> yes, and all that stuff. Um, I love this time travel thing that we're doing. <laughs> yeah, no, and this time I actually recorded it, so uh, uh, Anything you've uh, thought about since the last episode? Uh, yes, I have, oh, as a matter of fact. How amazing <laughs> that is. I like to come to these episodes prepared. I like Apparently. it. I uh, like it. Okay. So, um, so the thing that's been on my mind recently is, um, you know, we, we don't always get feedback from our customers, and... Um, I, I want to know. I want to know from you guys. I'll pose the question, and then I'll talk a little bit about my own experience. How do you know if you're doing a good job? Like, you, you know, as an employee, you get your reviews, but often, custom unless a customer leaves you a review somewhere or specifically writes to you because they're angry about something, uh, you know, how do you how do you know? How do you quantify the your ability to do a good job? Sales? I, I don't know. I don't, I'm trying to think of an answer. <laughs> I just My gut answer was I just know I am, but I don't know. I think because I come from the wedding industry and Google reviews, I know I get the reviews, but... Do you get a lot of reviews? Do you solicit reviews? I get, yeah, I have, I have probably about 60 reviews altogether. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, in the weddings, I would get invited to the weddings all the time after doing the, their work and stuff. Oh, really? Time. But I was oh. working with them for a year, so we had a, a relationship. I don't know, I just know that I am, mm-hmm. I guess. is I, I don't know like the tangible answer for you. I, I wonder also, I mean, I'm curious to understand the relationship with the types of clients that you have, but mm-hmm. particularly if it's project-based as opposed to retainer, or maybe retainer as well, um, kind of quantifying what success looks like f- up front before you accept you know, working together mm-hmm. usually is how I know whether or not a project is done well. So if we know, okay, we're working on this together because I'm trying to increase engagement with my communities or I'm trying to increase ROI by X, Y, Z. Then if I've done that, then I know then it's been successful, I guess, on paper. Mm -hmm. The piece that I think is harder to understand is, was it a successful working relationship and do you feel good about it? Yeah, and and that's that's something that that has been uh, a curious question for me as well. I mean, we have have ways that we quantify our own work. Um, First of all, in our service department uh, or you know customer service, every time they send an email, there's a there's a short survey at the bottom right. of the a- email that says, um, "Were you happy with my answer?" And they can click right there, yes, no. And I, I think those are the only two answers that are available. Silence is golden in the, in, the, in this world. Uh, silence, silence could because potentially let be you golden. know if you're not. But but it's amazing. You know, dead. it's amazing to me because so uh, so. With regards to that, to the that survey, the, of the people that answer the survey, ninety-eight percent say that we're doing a good job. So that's gr- that's great feedback for us. Um, now, those are typically service requests. Our services are not that expensive, so I don't think you know. In terms, 
I think what that equates to is essentially people feel that the value that we bring to the table is worth the money that they're spending with us. Mm-hmm. So in, in that way, we are doing a good job for our, our customers. Um, recently, my marketing team has implemented a, a process where uh, the way our marketing works, every six months we do a review of an account, mm-hmm. see if there's any problems, and then we, we report on that. Mm-hmm. And recently, we've implemented a survey um, and have our customers rate the job that we're doing, somewhere between you know zero, one being the lowest, 10 being the highest. And we've gotten a lot of great feedback from them recently. And the other thing that we've discovered is... Um, we're we're also getting um, we're also taking a different approach to talking about the cu- talking about it with the customer because we work a lot with um, SEO mm-hmm. local SEO and a, a lot of people don't understand it they just don't understand what the benefits are they don't understand why it's important for their business they understand that SEO impacts their search rankings and that's pretty much where it stops they don't understand the the steps that we take to improve where that ranking comes up. Um, and uh, we've taken a dif- different approach in our conversations with customers, and we ask them what their strategic mission is, what they want to bring in to their practice, business, et cetera. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, what kind of specialties do you have? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what are you trying to – what is your goal at bringing in more people? Are you looking to bring in the the value seekers, or are you looking to bring in the people that really appreciate the the quality of service? You know, so as a result of having done these kinds of surveys, we're getting a lot more information that has us allows us to direct how we uh, we implement our service. So it's not only now we know we're doing a good job, but we know we're doing a job that we're requested to do. Um, so um, so the way we've tried to approach things is doing a little bit more survey, opening it up, talking to the customers, and seeing how, um, what their goals are, trying to talk about things in the, on their terms. Mm-hmm. Cause we're the experts on the implementation, but they're the experts on their business. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, you know, it, it just was, it, it was just a curiosity for me that came up this week because I'm looking at ways we can all, I'm looking at my plan for next year cuddle and I want to see how we can <laughs> cuddle parties, therapy, oh, dog parties, therapy, dog parties. It could be another thing. Yeah. So. I mean, do you, well, do you do any kind of surveys? You, you say that money is a way that you can tell that you're doing a good job, but do you do any kind of surveys or do you talk to customers about... I don't about have to because it's just me. Uh-huh. Like, I'm the janitor and I'm the CEO. Right. Right, so I don't... I know... You ask me anything. Like, if I ever went on Shark Tank, and I'm very loud, but thank you. <laughs> uh, but uh, if Kevin O'Leary said, what are your numbers? I'd spit them out in two seconds. Yeah. Right? But it's because it's just me, so that's why I kind of know... Um, I have I I don't know I just it's it, it's that tan, uh, intangible you know like when I deal with clients right and they want to do uh, a social media campaign or an AdWord campaign I can spit out all the numbers I want but there's also especially when it's an individual person who's the main person I'm dealing with they the joke is always like are the phones ringing right you can show me all the numbers you want yeah but the phones are and how are the fo- I just know because you know so you get a sense then you start to look at the numbers in terms of changing philosophies or marketing campaigns or what's working, what's not working. But overall, you'll get a sense, right? Your sales people will tell you when they're having a good month or, but not even looking at things because they just mm. get a sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I think you need that more so, Mariano, probably because you have many layers. 
Mm -hmm. And I think that there are, you know, you give your employees independence. Mm -hmm. So you need to kind of corral stuff together because there might be stuff that you're unsure of and you need to get it. So I think it works for you. Mm -hmm. For me, because it's just me, I, I don't need to. I feel like another area that it's like really clear as to whether or not you're doing a good job is how much of your business is referral-based, meaning clients sure. have talked to other clients who mm -hmm. and said you should work with this person or this organization. When that is the primary way you are getting business, I think that's when you know you've done well. Yeah. Yeah, so if you listen to this podcast, if you could share it and stop being a jerk. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, at what point are you guys not going to share this anymore? As a matter of Thank fact... Thank you, Mariano's brother. <laughs> yeah. Which I know, I wrote the wrong tag, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we'll all get over it. Yeah, I, I, well, we'll get over it. That's fine. Um, as a matter of fact, that is that is one of the, the highest compliments that I feel that we receive. Um, recently, we, you know, the... The couple of deals that we've made that have really defined us as a company because of the size of the deals are through referrals. Yeah. They're always through people that say, hey, listen, you know, go to a Valiant. We do a good job. And, and it's not because of – it's interesting because it's not the type – it's not just the type of service that you offer. It's how you execute on that service. Sure. It's are you paying attention to what the customer really needs? You know, do you – are you kind with customers? Are you, you know, do you listen to them when they're even, even when they're yelling at you? I mean, I've had a lot of, you know, there's been a lot of instances where I've had uncomfortable phone calls mm -hmm. because the customer wasn't happy with something. And I'm, you know, I'm, my approach has always been, all right, I'm going to go into this phone call. I know I'm going to be on it for an hour and I'm just going to keep an even tone and just see if we can solve this problem for them. Are you talking mm -hmm. about the podcast now or are you talking the hour of, of, you know, I'm going to go into this now and cause problems? No, 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 oh, no, okay. no. Okay, natural calls. Phone, okay. phone calls. Okay. Uh, you know, and, and, uh, and I think that that approach is very... It's not common in our industry because there's a lot of dismissiveness. Uh, you know, like, I know what I'm doing, you don't, so let me do my job. Mm. Um, it's, I think it has to be a two-way communication in Absolutely. most cases. Um, and I think that's how, you, uh, that's how you succeed at providing a good service. I'm dismissive sometimes. You are? I am. I am. It doesn't well, strike, explain, you don't strike me as that. I'm a designer. Everybody <laughs> thinks they can sing, drive, and design. And they can't. Most people can't sing. Most people, yeah, I have to, it, it's, I, I have often said it's the one industry where the client is not always right. In fact, hardly ever right when it comes to design stuff. But I don't think that's, I don't I'm think it's, I'm doing I was like, going to say, a, I don't a, think it's in dismissive. In a way that I do, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Right. Totally. I, I think that, I mean, I can pull it off in a, I can pull it off yeah, in a way that is in an cute educational and, yeah. way yeah. and saying oh, I understand what you're saying but this is why this makes sense. Listen, to do you it don't this want way. flying toasters. Flying toasters were 90s. Well, you know, <laughs> yes, that's true, but uh, I often oh. say do you think your opinion or my design is going to sell this? That's how it's that. <laughs> wow. That's good. Yeah, because that's when great. I de when I design, I don't design as an artist. Right. I design as a money-making business owner. Right. That look, if you want a nightclub, buy a nightclub. Right. I'll design a nightclub for you. But until then, I'm sorry, you do financial consulting, and um, no, this is not going to work. Right. I don't say it. I say it in a way. I, I know my skill sets, and I know that I can talk, as you guys have seen, that I can say things with the F word, and it looks sound like I'm saying something holy. Right. But I mean, I mean it because the intent is not bad. I, I never mean it with bad intent. I think, I think no, and I, I think as long as you're open to listening to the idea. Sure. Because 90% of them might not be good, but there might be that 10% that are like, 
Oh, yeah. You know, I hadn't thought about it that I, way. I think that when inherently when you have a customer that you're working with and they are a client and they're paying you to do something, it's also your duty to educate them on why you're doing something in a way that mm-hmm. you feel makes sense if they, for some reason, don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's part of your job. Quite often, um, the client doesn't, not quite often, but when this items happen, I try to explain to them, I'm not designing for you, I'm designing for your client. And your client right. doesn't, you know, there are certain things yes. that, you know, if you, and I tell them, if you want to do something like you're suggesting or something like that, and I'm, believe me, I'm not talking about the micromanagers who are like, move the pixel this way and that. No. When it's clients like that, I honestly, I just completely mail it in. They want that. Because after a while, I'm like, all right, you know what? You just feel that design is easy. Right. You don't, quote, unquote, have the time to do it. So I'm just going to move stuff around the way you want it. Hmm. Those are the types of clients where I just, I just check the box off. I right. completely do. The clients who don't micromanage <clears throat> right. and don't and just... And it takes a while to get the initial, like, like we're dating in the beginning, right? Was, right. This is, and this is design. This is not the... Um, SEO type stuff. Those that, that's a different world. But when it comes to like any kind of uh, print design or, or web design, they often don't see it through the clients, their clients' eyes. Well, yes, and and as a matter of fact, case in point, um, one of the big things that's going on in website design now is <clears throat> instead of hero hero images, they're now background videos. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you can implement that in a hundred thousand different ways. There's poor implementations and there's good, really good mm-hmm. implementations. And really, the things that clients, I think, don't consider, they see the video and they see it's flashy and it's really interesting. 100%, yeah. And they're like, oh, I want that. It's almost like you know they, they, they want it just because it's the newest thing. But they don't t- take a step back and say, well, what if somebody's coming to your site and viewing that from a mobile device? Right. How, long is, is it, like? how long is it going to take that video asset to download before they're actually seeing it? Well, there's a way, there's and ways, that's gonna, there's uh, ways around it. I'm yes, saying there's, uh, yes, yes, I agree that there's ways around it. But when they bring an example to us and they say, I really like this website, can you implement it that way? We look at it at, from a completely different perspective and say, well, the video assets they're doing, they're they're uploading to get that background video is 10 megabytes the, big. Well, and it's it's ta- it's taking a long time to load that, and that's going to hit their SEO. But so. not only that, usually they see a video that they like. And yeah. I say, if I take this video out of this website, it's seven parallaxes across the board with image text, image text. You just see a video there that you like. Do you have something that we can that has that kind of content, right? Right, And quite often, it's not the case. I deal with this a lot in the, when I was working in the wedding industry with all the DJs and stuff. Like, oh, I wanted the site you did like that, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, but you don't have the photos. Right, right. the content. That, that showcase this, because if I pull this photo out, it doesn't look the same. Right. If you have that from an event you did, we're all in. But, right. So then, they, you know, then it's like, oh. I have to hire a photographer. Oh, I have to hire a vid- yeah. videographer. And that we, dude we looks worked good with without them. a shirt. Right. Yeah, but that dude went and did worked at the gym for five years, <laughs> right, bro. Right. <laughs> and you didn't even do legs. <laughs> right. Right? <laughs> so like it's like you know, it, they envision things, and which is fine. But the clients of mine who don't do that are the most successful clients there are. Yeah. They just here's the con- I have one client. I mean, before the ink is dry, as they say, my Dropbox is full of all the content. The invoice is paid, and we're we're out the door. Right. And he's got a million dollar comp- multi-million dollar company mm-hmm. that's been around for 30 years. And then I have other clients who are like, you know, I, I wish the uh, header image was a little, and I'm like, dude, like, seriously? Right. Like, I mean, I could do it, but like, if that's what you're looking at, you're never going to get past the next the, the way hung up on the minutia. The, yeah. way, the way you need to look at, so I'm going to give advice and 
for more for the listeners. I mean, I know you know this. Um, the way you have to always look at design is, is it getting your customer to where you want them to go? Mm-hmm. Is it, do you have a call to action, mm-hmm. multiple call to actions? You know, it could be a phone number, it could be a, a click for an appointment, could be click to buy, whatever. And, and that's really the main purpose of your website is to get them where you want them to go. Show your, ex- demonstrate expertise, show content. Like the content is important. How, how it's designed should be, you can have input in terms of giving photos, et cetera, et cetera, but the designer is going to know the best way to implement that. Well, it all comes down to user experience. And I think yep. that ultimately, <laughs> so I've been on both sides, right? I've worked agency side where I'm, you know, servicing clients and now I'm client side. And it's really interesting to be on both sides of, of the table because oftentimes I find myself saying things that <laughs> as a, an agency, agency person, like, I'm what? thinking, oh my gosh, I sound so much like a client. <laughs> um, so there's different kind of stressors and pressure that happened on both sides of that table. But ultimately, when you're talking about having a call to action and making sure that that is the, that's what we're trying to do here. That's everything needs to revolve around that. Half the time, the client doesn't even know what the call to action should be. Right. So it ultimately is just, there's so much education and communication that has to happen on both sides that when you find someone who you're going to work with, if you're a client, you find a consultant or you find an agency that you're going to work with, that has to be a partnership and mm-hmm. there has to be communication. Otherwise, it won't work. And it also drills down, like, I think back to when, you know, I DJed for many years, including Real Housewives of New Jersey for many years. Name when drop. It, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm actually protecting them because they get a bad rep and they're fantastic people. Well, most of the people that are on the show. Um, but it would be, I would call it the respect rule, right? So I'd yeah. be doing a wedding. Well, respect and differently. Thank you for giving the yeah applause there. Um, but differently that when DJs would say, I don't take requests, I don't care, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but you're not, you know, DJ, a- well, at the time, DJ AM, right? Like, you didn't get to that point. The respect rule is when someone goes to a wedding twice a year, back then, the song Respect, you'd never put it on the radio. You'd never, but every person knows it. And it triggers a wedding type song, right? It's a wedding type song. So... I would always say to the other DJs, you can tell me whatever song you want to hear, or you can request whatever you want to me from a designer. I'll play that song when it's appropriate. I'll never say no. I'm just not going to play it now with a packed dance floor if you're asking me to go play the whatever song. Right. You know, there's always a place and time. So when a client comes to me about wanting certain things, I try, if, it, if I think it's not going to work, I try to show to them how it still could be a good idea but just not for this right. or not for that. Just like the wedding stuff, this song is great, but we'll play it during cake. I won't play it during a dance set. Right. So sometimes it's not that the clients are necessarily wrong. It's just they're not, they're just thinking it on a larger scale. And they're like, this would look great. Blah, blah, blah. Just like when a groom mm-hmm. would always say to me, I want to come out to the Star Wars theme. And I'm <laughs> like, dude, like it's cool with your boys, right. but it's the longest drawn out song when you're walking in on intros with your wife and it takes 20 seconds and it doesn't sound as great. Right. So it's just sometimes it's not the thought process of the client of what they want. It's rather just where it's getting allocated mm. um, or how it's getting impl- uh, implemented. That's a great idea. Let's do that as an ad campaign. Right. Not so much to bring it as one of your main pages or right. vice versa. Right. So guidance is a little bit of <laughs> part of it. Uh, and yeah, that's it. Guidance and, uh, and, and the ability to, to cuddle. defend yourself yeah, <laughs> and, well, and cuddle. Well, yeah. I, mean, I mean, you would hope you don't have to defend yourself at that point because you've done either enough work or you've come with 
uh, a reputation or whatever they've come to you, right? Right. You might have to prove yourself. Um, that's why, like, in the beginning of when it's a logo design or brand, they'll ask me, how long could this take? And I'm like, it could take three days. It could take three months. Right. Hmm. Because I'm creating your identity, and I also don't know who you are. And unless it's something that's, like, obvious, like, you know, uh, if you're a company, if, like, you're Red Bull, right? You could come up with great versions of certain things because there's two words there, red and bull. But when it's something like, especially in the wedding industry, it'd be like three letters they pick. And be like, well, there's a couple things. One, I want to make it so that it can play off on any look. Video, different color backgrounds, blah, blah, blah. That doesn't mean anything, the three letters. So, like, it, you know, it, it, there's different challenges. Yeah. So, yeah. And you had one more? Did no, you? that was, uh, That's that was it? what I brought. That's pretty I think Aggie's cold. I am a little bit cold. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I could tell you were starting to look like this a little well, bit. Well, I'm always cold in general, um, but it's summertime here, and the air conditioning, it just always makes me a little oh, bit chilly. But okay. I always wear... <laughs> I forgot my say, jacket. I always wear long pants <laughs> to my uh, to when I work here uh, during the week. It gets um, freezing. Because it gets freezing. Yes. So In 2019, if you can believe it, there are still people who are buying comments, likes, and other things on Instagram. Can you believe it? No. Buying them. No. I can't believe it. I so I went to somebody's, uh, I looked at somebody's picture and it said, you know, you could see how long ago they posted it and it said 14 seconds. Like I just happened to just dumb luck. It said 14 <laughs> seconds. Or 32 seconds mm. it said. They had 364 likes. Yeah. Uh, oh, and their name ain't Kanye. On. I'm yeah. like, are you kidding me? Like, do you, are you really need to do that? Do you really need to do that? And, it, and then you look back and there's like 6,000 likes and there's like, you know, 12 comments. And I'm like, are we, we're still at this point where we got to do that stuff? Yeah, so apparently. It's fascinating. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, uh, you know. And the, you said this was on Instagram. What about things like uh, Amazon or... Ugh. Amazon's one of the worst. With the reviews, you mean? With the reviews. Oh. Uh, I only look... I'm at the point where if I'm going to buy stuff on Amazon, if uh, when I buy stuff on Amazon, I look at the actual rev- pictures, mm-hmm. and I assume that it's not some random guy in a third world country taking a picture of the product. I assume it's a real person. Right. And that's right. how it's based on because some of the reviews, yeah. Well, and, and you know, we, it's interesting too because we talked about this a couple of weeks ago um, with uh, with YouTube and uh, and how we never, lo- I never look at the comments unless it's something relevant because you get so many mixed uh, <laughs> types Are you trying of... to be polite here? It's what? a dredge of society when you read those comments. <laughs> yeah. It is. Engine of hate. Engine of hate, yes. I think that was the same term yes. you used That's as what well. I say for YouTube comments, yes. Okay. <laughs> so right now you guys are on vacation. Yes. Yes. Where are you going, Mariano? Uh, Ocean City, New Jersey. Hilton Head, South Carolina. I never, I still can't get Ocean City. Where is, wait, New Jersey. I always think it's, of it's South, Maryland. it's South. Uh, yeah, I always think of yeah. Maryland too. I, I have to stop myself when I'm yes. going to say it. Um, it's down, uh, I think, near Cape May. You're going for a week? Yes. You're going for a week? I am. I can't wait. I've never been to Hilton Head before. This is my first time, and I'm going with my family and my in-laws and my dog. Oh, yeah. We're going with my in-laws. Do you guys rent a house? Uh, my in-laws have a house there. Oh. So we're going to crash me. their house. My, my, uh, my in-laws, this is actually done as a, as a fifth. They have they had their 50th anniversary, and they wanted to oh, have the kids out for vacation. So That's this is so going to be So why didn't you just great. send the kids? <laughs> you guys go no, to Ocean City, their Maryland. kids, their kids. Oh, you guys. <laughs> so oh, wow. us. Actually, they really don't. They only use you to get to the grandkids, I think, <laughs> right. if you ask me. But Oh, no, I'm awesome. They love me. <laughs> <laughs> they, we were laughing. It's more, it's more viable when I say it, enough. <laughs> what? It's more viable if I say that you're awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. all right. So 
Go ahead, say it. You're okay. <laughs> Aggie, you're awesome. Thanks, Lorenzo. You're okay. awesome. You're so, awesome, too. So I'm not going anywhere. I'll be here. You've already Disney. been. Yeah, you went to Disney, buddy. It's not really I'm, a vacation I'm to for you. Out a way to get to Italy by, for uh, San Lorenzo. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, but please. I'm already the oldest male and oldest cousin in my entire family of like 90 cousins. I'm already treated like a king there. But on <laughs> oh my, my God. On San Lorenzo. On your name day? Forget Ghost. about it. Um, oh, it happens in Federagosto? It's all during, like, August is a complete shutdown. I don't so know August, what any of this means. So, so Federagosto, so first of all, Italians celebrate name days. Um, so, and, and as San Lorenzo is one of the biggest ones. I'm, I'm putting one the, the pieces together yes. now. And Federagosto is this period in August of about three weeks where it, just every Italian is on vacation. That's when they take vacation. And nice. bus- businesses shut down. Like, it's a, it's a slowdown. You I don't, don't know get if gas it's, by, like, 4 p.m., you're done. Yeah. It, and, it's like that much shut down. And it's because I think, I, I think, I don't know what the origins of it were, but I think it's the hottest time of year for them. So sure. a lot of Italians just like to, you know, aside well, Europe from does, the, Europe as a whole, like the, the not August Europe, is a big vacation yeah, August month. Is month. Like, if you want to travel and not have a, as many people, but can deal with the heat and not as much stuff open, you go in August. Yeah. Um, but things like clothes, like they're, you know, if you're going out to eat at eight o'clock, you're going to have a hard time finding a Unless restaurant. you go to a city. Like the city Unless you go to a, a city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you go anything outside of the... Uh, of like the if you're in the mountain cities, towns, forget about this it. This sounds wonderful. I want to go. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's just really hot. Like if you don't mind the heat then and well, humidity... Mountains, so it's not as bad. Yeah, we're... Um, my dad's up in the mountains too and it's not as bad, but it's still pretty hot. I yeah. mean, if you... But you can drive. I mean, from my dad's town, you can drive for about an hour and you can be at the, the beach. mountain peak... Oh, okay. Or you can be at the beach. Yeah, I'm a, yeah. And um, and uh, the mountain peak, like I remember many times in the summer, being it being oppressively hot down at the at the um, some uh, the wherever you call the it bottom. the bottom. Yes. <laughs> and when you go to but when you go to the peak, like you need a jacket and yes. you need long pants. It's like pants. San Francisco. It's really cool. and I've never mm-hmm. been to San Francisco, that but is I know like San it's Francisco. like San Francisco. Yes. Um, jacket, yeah, possibly. Which is odd because you're closer to the sun. You would think you'd be hotter, which makes no sense because it's only about 100 feet. But anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I'm trying to make my way there uh, with or without my wife and kids. I don't, at this point, I'm... I think Sophia should go with you. You, and me, you should make Sophia... I, it's driving me insane that I haven't taken her yet, but I realized I would, we would, go, I would go every other summer and I'd be there for the entire summer, three months. But it was different because it was more direct my family. Yeah. You know, now with Sophia, like... Well, we took, you know, we took my kids um, when uh, Jay was four and Tatiana was one and a half. Yeah. And it was a great vacation, but in terms of sleep schedule, it was just Yeah, see, if I could hell. afford it, meaning that my wife didn't have to work, yeah. um, I would go for the whole summer every summer. Oh. I'd be gone the whole summer. Yes. So with that, uh, thanks for showing up from your vacations to do this (laughs) podcast episode 146 is in the can bye